you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Superman and Lois on Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or stream free next day on The CW app. You will trailer. Yeah, 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 Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I've got some sad news. What happened? Emma Watson has retired. After 21 years of acting, she has retired. Wow. According to rumors, but the fans are convinced and the fans are upset. Wait, she didn't say it? They're just saying she's done? The agent told the Daily Mail that she's gone, quote, dormant. (laughs) And then the source says she has gone underground. She is settling down with Leo as if we are just supposed to know who Leo is. They're laying low. Maybe she wants a family. I mean, I would say she should try and have it all. But, you know, I also would say from that 21 years of acting that I've seen, I think this might be a smart decision. I mean, she's she's very beloved by some. I know. I mean, it's interesting. And actually, it's interesting because you could argue that the starring in Beauty and the Beast remake was maybe some sort of attempt at a escalation of the Emma Watson journey. That didn't take... But it did. It didn't take. It's it like didn't. when you have a coffee and you're still asleep. It, it didn't, didn't take. quite take. Yeah, but you somehow have to go to the, you somehow have to go to the bathroom, but you're not awake. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it didn't take, but I'm peeing so much. And my friend said that once. That's my favorite thing. It was Rebecca actually. She was talking yeah. about like how she needed another coffee, and she goes, "The first one didn't take," and it's like the funniest thing. I think about it all the time. <laughs> it's really funny. I think we're. I think everyone is pretty much on the same page about Emma Watson's. Um, <laughs> kind of grown-up acting skills like everything else about her i agree with you i agree with the stands i'm gonna play a little bit of sarah mclaughlin's i will remember you this is dedicated to emma watson's acting career why don't you read her why don't you read her imdb in full while you play it I, i have to put it in post but i'll play the live version because i like the i will remember you live version because you get the i will remember you and then everyone cheers wait i love the opening of listen this is iconic to me That's always made me laugh ever since I was a teenager. Well, it's funny because people are like, it's very much like, that's the part I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, I'm going to play that, and I'm going to start from the bottom. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Hermione Granger. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Hermione Granger. (laughs) Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Hermione Granger. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Hermione Granger. The Children's Party at the Palace TV special. Emma Watson. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Hermione Granger. Ballet Shoes TV movie. Pauline Fossil. The Tale of Despero. Princess P. Voice. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Hermione Granger. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Video short. Hermione Granger. One Night Only. Say You Don't Want It. Video short. Lady. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, Part 1, Hermione Granger. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, Part 2, Hermione Granger. My Week with Marilyn. Lucy. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Sam. The Bling Ring. Nikki. This is the End. Emma Watson. Noah. Isla. The Vicar of Dibley. The Vicar of Dibley. Reverend Iris. Colonia. Lena. Regression. What's that? Angela Gray. What are any of these? (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. Belle. The Circle. Oh my god, the Circle. I love the Circle. May. And Little Women, Meg March. That's where she'll end. Wow. Okay. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) I don't believe this, by the way. Just going to say I don't believe this. (laughs) Wow. Big reveal at the end of that. A twist. You are listening to Who's There? A Weekly Call-In Show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. We get a lot of them. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Medium time, medium time. I'm listening to Friday's episode about the royal favorite food. And I had to call in because I was like, what are they talking about? Harry's favorite bar. But I realized it's Nanaimo bars. They're a famous Canadian dessert, especially on the West Coast. It's like a three-layer bar cookie. They are a cracker crumb and chocolate base, a custard-flavored icing, and then there's a chocolate coating on top. When I moved to the States a few years ago, I was super nervous about crossing customs and immigration, Um, but the guy at customs said that what he actually wanted from me, beyond all the immigration forms and paperwork, were in the Nanaimo bars to bribe my way into the country. Um, I highly recommend checking them out if you get the chance. But yeah, it's Nanaimo. Crunch, <laughs> crunch. It's Nanaimo. Is Nanaimo? Am I saying it correctly now? Nanaimo. 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 God, there's They're nothing. No there's nothing like finding out how many Canadian people listen to this podcast like mispronouncing the name of a beloved candy bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? They it's look like, really good. I didn't do it on purpose, but we did do that because thousands of calls. Just kidding. Tens of calls. millions of calls came in screaming how dare you um, mispronounce our favorite bar but I did like the ones like that one that were like here's what the bar is and Mm -hmm. now I'm desperate to try it I don't know why I didn't notice this but I was looking through the New York Times cooking website Mm. because I love their safe things and I was like I wonder if they have a recipe and it was already in my recipe box it was saved to my recipe box stop they're very mouth-watering so I was like "Ooh, look at this photo Look how good this cross-section is. And it says, The Nanaimo Bar is a tremendously sweet no-bake layered bar from Canada made from almost exclusively packaged ingredients, which means it's really easy to make. It only takes 30 minutes to put together. No, I'm fucking down. I'm so down. I love it. I can't wait. Next time I'm in Canada, I'm not making it, but next time I'm in Canada, that's what I'm buying. 
Hi, Who Weekly. I called earlier about uh, whether Queen Elizabeth II knew what a chicken tender was. And I mentioned that uh, I was comparing it against my grandmother, who is an old, stuffy British woman. So uh, it was her 90th Zoom birthday party tonight. So I asked her uh, if she knew what a chicken tender was. And her response was, it's a part of a chicken breast. And she says that she had never eaten one, but that she had, but she knew of them because she had read about them, um, which uh, helped my thesis that uh, my grandmother and people like Queen Elizabeth II don't know about foods that you do not eat with a knife and fork. Leanne Cuisine. Wow, like if your stuffy British grandmother hasn't, like Queen Elizabeth certainly hasn't. I thought she was going to say my grandmother had eaten it, like, and so that's no. my case. But like, this was kind of a shocking twist. My stuffy grandmother is very condescending when you bring up a chicken tender. Someone else called and said, sometimes chicken tenders are called chicken goujon, which is a very mm -hmm. fancy way of saying a breaded or fried piece of meat, goujon. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, Chantal here, long time, long time. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of phone calls about this, but the queen would not know what a chicken tender is. They don't call them that in England or in Scotland. They don't call them that in the UK. They call them um, chicken goujons over here. So she may have eaten them, maybe, and her grandchildren may have eaten them, but none of them would know the phrase chicken tender. In fact, hardly anyone in the UK, if you walked around the streets of the UK and asked people what a chicken tender is, I doubt any of them would know what it is. That's not a phrase they use over here. So unless you bumped into someone like me, i.e. an American living over here, um, you'd be shit out of luck. All right. Crunch, crunch. Bye. You found research that they were traditionally catfish? Yes. But it can be any small oh, deep fried strip of fish or meat. But I would argue the queen would definitely eat something called chicken goujon, but chicken tenders, chicken fingers, no, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So, the most southern thing about me is how much I love catfish. Oh, <laughs> hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I'm listening to this past week Who's There episode when you're talking about the People Magazine crossword puzzles, and recently I these um, People magazines have come into my possession via my mom co-worker who is she doesn't know why but she's getting these magazines and in the issue dated february 15th 2021 um there's a little bit of a thinker so you say that not hard if i told you this clue 34 down funny woman betty and singer barry you're thinking white obviously um a little bit of a thinker it is white plural with an s um it did give me some trouble. I was thinking, am I wrong? But I wasn't. So are they are they always the easiest? I don't know. All right. Crunch, crunch. Babe, I love you, but that's just like a crossword puzzle rule. If there's two <laughs> things, there's going to be an S at the end, you know, because it's like Betty White and Barry White. That's just what crossword puzzles do, darling. You're kind of proving our point. It is very easy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else called, you don't have to play it, but someone else called and said that they've been noticing in the harder crosswords, in the in the greater, the post-people puzzlers, the 
up from people puzzlers in difficulty mm-hmm. that um aura as in rita aura is being replaced often by Anna, as in Anna de Armas. Oh, you need that vowel-heavy three-letter word. That's what I'm saying. It's wow. kind of a, it's kind of a useful aura. Has been a great kind of rando because of the O and the A, and now we have Anna because they're not the same letters, so it's not replacing, but they're seeing more Anna and less aura. I'm like, okay, wow, culture. That's fun. I don't do crosswords. I thought I would get into crosswords a couple of years ago. And I was like, I could do Monday and maybe Tuesday. But like the moment I got to Wednesday, I was like, I'm not good at this. And I just like unsubscribed. Well, we have friends who are amazing at them and do them in like under 10, Mm. you know, just like Mm -mm. just are amazing. And Mm -mm. I got Mm -mm. wanted to be one of those people. So I bought the New York Times crossword subscription Mm -hmm. and I was trying to do them every day. But you know how you're supposed to like get better? I did them for like. A full year and I was not getting better. Yeah, I wasn't getting better. I was not getting better. Things keep getting better. Things keep getting better. Things keep getting better. Things keep getting better. Better. Hi, Weekly. Um, I had to call back to add some additional information to the story I called before about Ashley Judd. So I'm just calling to talk about why Ashley Judd might feel so passionately about bonobos. In fact, I'm pretty sure this is why. Um, Ashley Judd went to the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. She graduated a year before me. I went to the law school, and um, there's a professor at the law school. Her name is Diane Rosenfeld, and she is a leading scholar on Title IX, domestic violence, sexual assault, and um, she's in The Hunting Ground and a lot of other movies like that and very well known on the issue, um, the issues. So Professor Rosenfeld is really, really into bonobos, and the reason why is because uh, bonobos are one of the only species where if a male bonobo sexually aggresses upon a female bonobo, the female bonobos will actually band together and ostracize the male bonobo from um, their group. So Professor Rosenfeld sort of uses this as an example as to why um or how women should act when there is a sexual harasser or sexual aggressor in their space. So I know that Ashley Judd took the class. She cross-registered. And Professor Rosenfeld likes to say that Ashley Judd got an A-plus in the class and always talks about that. Anyways, this is super nerdy and super boring. Um, I just thought it was interesting and thought you might too. Um, Crunch, crunch, yummy pop. Bye. A professor out here being like, Ashley Judd got an A-plus in this class. She knows about more than the concept of double jeopardy, okay? <laughs> and that I taught her too. <laughs> hey, Bobby and Lindsay, in the last call-in show, you kept talking about this woman named Barbara Mandrell when talking about your friend's car, and you kept repeating, and I thought sometime after you repeat it, you'd like say, Barbara Mandrell, the actress, you're, you know, that old so-and-so, um, and you never did, so I was left with the question, who is Barbara Mandrell? Thank you. Carjo Yummy Pop. Bye. Who is Barbara Mandrell? <laughs> I know. Do you know? Of course you know. Yeah, she's just like a country singer from the 70s. Um, she's technically country, but there's something very Captain and Tennelly about her too, only like without the captain. Do you know what her first number one hit was? Was it probably like Woman to Woman? Single sleeping in a double bed. <laughs> oh, sleeping single in a double bed. Yeah, sleeping sleep single in a double bed. Oh my God, that's better yeah. than what I said. Sleeping single in a double Single in a double.
She also has a song called If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right, which is like kind of a classic. Yeah, she's like iconically one of those women country singers who like does a lot of talking. Like a lot of her songs are like talking to other women. I don't think it's wrong to call you. Now, I don't know how you're going to take this. You might even hang up the phone. But you see, it really doesn't make any difference. And it's only fair that I let you know that that man that you've been seeing He's mine, and I love him. So woman to woman, I think you'll understand. You know the, the SNL sketch with Jennifer Aniston and they're doing the country woman? It's like Barbara Mandrell's one of the women that they're parodying. It's like, it's like, there's nothing cuter than a fine country baby eating yeah. peaches off a yeah, hardwood yeah, yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah, that's like kind of what Amy Poehler's doing is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 Barbara yeah. Mandrell. Yeah. And Dana Jean Harley. Take out the trash, I sure as hell didn't mean you. So pull up your panties and get out of my kitchen before you wake up my kids. Erlene Oliver. Ain't nothing cuter than a fat country baby beaches off a hardwood floor. And Dana Jean Harley. Pam Smidely. I'm running, running from an angry woman, running from Dana Jean Harley. Hi, um, so I agree that Elizabeth Olsen hasn't really tried to hide the fact that she's an Olsen family member, but I do just remember when Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene came out, she got a, like, introducing Elizabeth Olsen on the cover, and that just struck me as, like, so wrong, because I remember when I was six, I was actually, like, taught about introducing credits because Elizabeth Olsen was in a Mary-Kate and Ashley video, The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley, The Case of Thorn Mansion, um, and she gets an introducing credit. Uh, the Olsen twins rap meanly about her. I think you can find the song B-U-T-T out on YouTube, um, and you can sort of see the introducing credit on at least a really weird, like someone's just hand-recorded, like, footage of the VHS tape playing, uh, introducing Lizzie Olsen. So, yeah, um, not her, like, real introduction, in my opinion. But thanks, bye. They were much meaner to their brothers, which I forgot. I guess they have two brothers, too, Trent and Jake, which I was like, oh, my God, they have other siblings. And mm -hmm. they had the iconic Brother for Sale, which was my favorite song because I had a brother. So I loved Brother for Sale. But apparently they also <laughs> they also dished it to their sister, too. Turn your tiny frame around. Is that what they say? B-U-T-T -T out, B-U-T-T -T out. Turn your tiny frame around and B-U-T-T -T out. <laughs> you better, you better, you better, you better, B-U-T-T -T out. I gotta say, no disrespect to the Olsen twins. I think they would also agree with this. That's not rapping. That's just talking. <laughs> That's talking. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, 
You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. It's Emma. I'm calling about the recent pat picks of Lucy Hale and Skeet Ulrich, which seems to me like a true match made in heaven. Um, she's a little older than his most recent girlfriends, which seems better. I mean, she's still very young, but I don't know. I feel like they could have a lot to talk about. They both were on Archie Comics related shows. They were both in one of many different screens. So it seems like they have some shared territory. Um, I don't know. I have, I have like kind of good vibes about this relationship. Um, I also, it got me thinking about how Skeet Ulrich left Riverdale last year because I think the reason was because he wanted to do other projects, which was interesting to me because I don't really understand what else he has going on or whether he has more going on than the other adult parents who have chosen to stay on Riverdale. I don't know. Maybe he and Lucy Hale as Jughead's dad and Katie Keene can start their own spinoff together. Also, the way they got rid of him on the show was deranged uh his youngest daughter or his daughter named Jellybean was basically found out as someone she's like a te- like it's like a preteen found out that she was creating like blackmail snuff films and terrorizing the whole town so his like father logic was that he was going to move her back to Ohio where she's from um to be closer to her mother Gina Gershon classic uh, who's some, like, drug kingpin and, like, also terrorized everyone. So the show makes absolutely no sense and is iconic. But anyway, yeah, Lucy Hill, Skeet Ulrich, new power couple. Anyway, me inside. We got so many calls, but this most of them sounded like this. Let me play another one. Most of them just sounded like this. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I was on Facebook today, and I saw that, oh, no, my boyfriend's calling me. Um, Decline. Sorry. Uh, I saw a thing where Lucy Hill was caught kissing Ski Ulrich. Uh, what is that about? Crunch, crunch. Declined. Bye. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, ignoring her own relationship to comment on this. Maybe on this new, new relationship? <laughs> it's like, these two are dating. What the fuck? Ignores boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, to the first call, I love to be reminded of the way that Skeet Ulrich quit was Riverdale. Go- because it's yeah, like, I mean, quit in quotes. He was let quit. The record is that he quit. He was let quit. <laughs> yes, he quit. But remember, he quit because he, quote, listen, go hold on to your butts. I got bored creatively. 
that is that's why he left somebody who that's why he left Riverdale. doesn't say that <laughs> i mean someone who was actually quitting doesn't actually say that they say thank you for the amazing opportunity like i'm moving on but you don't say that unless you were fired you don't leave a huge television show because you got bored creatively that you take them because they're boring creatively and they pay you a shitload of money that's why you take these shows you don't take them for creative fulfillment right. and also as somebody who recently has watched Riverdale sorry <laughs> I can't I mean I have they're the other mm. parents are still bopping around town if they figured something out for the parents to do Kelly Ripa's husband is still the big baddie he's still all over that fucking show I love him Mark Consuelos yes yeah, sorry Kelly Ripa's husband is what I call him mm-hmm. <laughs> who's he's Veronica's dad right yeah and he's the he's essentially like the big villain like he's like mm. now he's trying to decorp de de He's trying to disband Riverdale as a town. That's like his newest thing. He's God. like, this, this always will never happens be in television shows. Disincorporate, detangle. I don't know the word, but like, yeah. Does this happen often in real life? They're always like a television show trope is like breaking the town apart. Because he's like, I'm gonna take Riverdale apart, and then they're all like, No, we're gonna like revive Riverdale High School by like giving it a bunch of money and becoming teachers there. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Why? What? Did you know that's how the show Little House on the Prairie ends? No, like the, you know the, the show po- Little House on the Prairie. The yeah, so the town gets d. De- well, the town gets sold Walnut Grove, and instead of having the new owners of the town like have all of their stuff, the town comes together and they blow up all the buildings in the town with dynamite. That's how Little House on the Prairie ends that's crazy disincorporate is the word it's disincorporate which is weird because you'd think it'd be for related to build to companies but it's like you can disincorporate a city or a town if you are like financially distressed and then you can maybe integrate within a with a different town like there's like very it's complicated it's not really important go ahead yours is funnier but the reason this is actually kind of iconic the reason that the show (laughs) ended yeah. With them blowing up the town, like literally the buildings that were built for this show. Which is crazy because it was a set, right? So they blew up it was the a set. set, literally blew it up. And this was like one of many, te- God, the things I know about, like I will never watch WandaVision, but I will tell you about the ending of Little House on the Prairie. Michael Landon was like, the rumor is, he was like, I don't want to do any more of these reunion movies because this was a reunion movie. He had the idea, allegedly, for this subplot where they blow up the town because a developer buys it so that all of the sets will be destroyed and he doesn't have to do a Little House movie ever again. (laughs) That is amazing. Isn't that so petty? That's amazing. So do you think it's like he hated it and was like, let's let's write it so that we have to blow it up and I never have well, to Well, there's no way to again. know. Okay. That but was like, the rumor. Okay, but that is real. That's real. The show ended and then like they kept coming back for TV movie reunion specials. And then he was like, apparently, I'm sick of this. We're going to blow up the town. And then they read a subplot where the town has to get blown up. <laughs> wow. That is. Anyway, interesting. That's. Interesting. Amazing. That's yeah iconic. <laughs> but so we haven't even talked about Skeet and Lucy yet. They were seen not oh, just sitting. Oh, they were smooching. Yeah, but it was a little confusing because, first of all, it wasn't confirmed or anything. I think, honestly, no, I think no, the internet... they haven't said anything. I think the internet outcry was enough to get that not confirmed forever, but w- mm-hmm. whatever. That's fine. Lucy Hale would love another CW show. So while Skeet has kicked off his CW show, Lucy is... She uh, she would love another one, so she's not going to really do anything or say anything. I bet, but they were fo- they were photographed like having lunch together and smooching. 
but it was mm-hmm. unclear kind of like what the context w- was. And yes, it is sort of funny that they are both in the Riverdale universe, like the Archie extended universe. Uh, what is that? What comics is that? Right, because he's, he's Jughead's dad and, and she's, she's Katie, Katie Keene. Keen, and she's Jughead's friend, maybe, who lives in New York. <laughs> A source says they were set up through mutual friends. And we understand why they would have mutual friends because they've worked on all these shows together. Yeah, totally. And then it says... And on those shows, I feel like the adults get close to the kids. The, I mean, the adult actors get close, not kids, they're adults too but you know what I mean like like how Kelly Ripa's husband is like close with like Cole Sprouse you know and and the cast Mm -hmm. of Riverdale and also Lucy has talked about how she spent pandemic like happy about being single but then she joined some dating sites so my I think they met on Raya that would not surprise me in the slightest but it would be interesting because it would be like they matched on Raya but then had all these mutuals and then like Mm -hmm. we're like let's just like go out and do a smooch also the source says who again i don't believe quote they spend a lot of time at each other's homes just hanging out and being (laughs) low-key okay thanks i mean that's what everyone it's literally a pandemic that's what What else is there to do yeah that's like what i don't know what else there is to do i mean they're also they also were smooching in public so they did that too they're boring they're boring but people had a very intense reaction to it i think because of all of the lore wrapped up in it and also she's a little bit younger than him so i think people were a little bit like you know ah you know about that and also his last girlfriend that was a mess that whole situation megan megan like Irwin, they got engaged and the the age agent broke and she was a character she's dated almost just like exclusively who's like who's that are kind of precisely her level like the most anonymous looking white men yeah the most anonymous white men in the planet like she dated uh she dated uh, Chris Zilka, that guy Paris Hilton was engaged to for a little bit. Oh she my dated, God. The Leftovers Chris him? Zilka. The Leftovers guy. Yes. She dated Disney people, Wizards of Waverly Place guy. Now she's so dating she some loves, old, But that older. makes sense because she loves to date. She likes who's. Well, right. She dates other who's, which like with actually clocks with Skeet. She rarely dates up, I guess is what I'm saying. She dates across is what you're saying. She dates across. Yeah. She dates across. Raya's a great way to find someone to date across. <laughs> <laughs> the celebrity should be able to filter levels. They should. They should. Will you be dating up, down, or across? And then you're like, hmm. And this is only this only applies to famous people, not to like regular yes. people. Oh yeah, not you don't you don't get. Normies. You're not going to be always down. You just don't apply. It's only for yes for listers. If you are the famous person, you should have the option of dating up, down, or across. That's true. Or all, or all. You can Open pay extra all. for that. <laughs> yeah, for the feature up, down, or across. And we will get jobs at Raya rating people whether it's up, down, or across behind the scenes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve me. Ulrich tends to date down. Which is interesting because I, how do you go farther down? <laughs> He's already, I mean, I, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, so I just per- checked Twitter and the top trending topic is Safari and he and Erica are feuding, I guess. I see a tweet from Erica that says he's the most selfish, vain, and inconsiderate person. Um and he says he's walking away from their marriage. Can you just can you just give a little context? Like I don't. I feel like I I, I never know whether they're together or not, and I just like it, it's stressing me out, even though I don't care about them. So if you could just give a little bit of um, insight into what's going on, I would really really appreciate it. Um, crunch Crunch Leanne Cuisine. It's so nice to know that other people feel this way because I feel this way, even though I feel like it's because of my job like what we do here I'm like oh I just want to know if they're together or not together like it's really frustrating that like Mm -hmm. I never seem to know whether they're together or not together but it's Mm -hmm. it's funny that as a civilian aka you don't have a 
I mean, I assume you don't do this for your job. Your job is not doing this. Your yeah. job is not doing this. You also are like, I just, it's so, so annoying. I just want to know. I just, I guess got it. I don't care, but I just have to know, you know? And, and this is their thing. Like, this is their thing. This is why they're so good at being on Reality television. Reality yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is not like, oh, they're breaking up. It's like, oh, no, they're going to get another season. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what their job is. And they're yeah. extremely good at their jobs. The thing it reminds me of is one of my all-time favorite Seinfeld lines. And it's oh, when... Oh, sure. Does it? Okay. It's when Elaine is convincing her coworker, her subordinate, not to date George. Uh-huh. And so she's like, you can't date him. He's a bad seed. He's a terrible seed. He's the worst seed of all time. You can't... You got to stay away from him. And the, and the woman goes... And you two are friends? And she goes, yeah, we're good friends. <laughs> He's a bad seed. He's a horrible seed. He's one of the worst seeds I've ever seen. And you two are friends? Yeah, we're good friends. But I do think that they have this, like, kind of agreement to be like this. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of, like, dynamic of why they get along so well. It's like it's like they're partners in business, and the business is like this. So therefore, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, you can't take it personal when he's like, I'm a b- bachelor now. And everyone's like, you're a bachelor. And he's like, and then she's like, no, he's not. Or like, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. This is basically his most high-profile relationship after Nikki, because he's with Nikki forever. He was the who in that relationship. I mean, that's his... You can't... I mean, he's famous because of Nikki. Because like of he, Nikki Minaj. Nikki is... Right. And she basically dated him for, for her entire years. career <laughs> until literally she met that guy and got, uh, she got back with that guy and they got married and had a baby. Like, mm-hmm. it is like... That this was her entire relationship until that mm-hmm. until that. She also maybe dated other people. Meek too. She mm-hmm. like dated Meek too. But like mm-hmm. this but she basically went from Safari long long term relationship to kind of this this other guy. What is his name? I always forget his name. Petty. Kenneth Petty. Petty. Kenneth oh. Petty, yeah, right. She's Miss Petty. Mrs. Petty to you. Mrs. Petty. So Safari and Erica have been on Love and Hip Hop forever. I'm obsessed with this because Safari and Erica, this just happened with Ray J. Like a few weeks ago, I think we talked about it because this show that they're doing unlocked where it's like Zoom conversations between Love and Hip Hop cast members and the moderator. They're so casual. It's just like the dynamic of Zoom makes people say things I think they wouldn't normally say if they weren't just like comfortable on their couch with their laptop in front of them or whatever setup they have. But um, this goes back to like in November. In November, as Lindsay said, he tweeted... Not even in December, which is the funniest part about this tweet. In the middle of November, he goes, ending 2020 right as a bachelor. It wasn't like that was on December 31st. That was in November. And then he tweeted because people were like, as a bachelor, like, are you breaking up with Erica? And because they're married. And he goes, a man is nothing without his family. I'm not a bachelor. I love my wife. I would never disrespect the mother of my child or my wife. Sorry for being childish and salute to all the real men out there. (laughs) So like, this is the type (laughs) of shit that he does. Then they were on that fucking show unlocked and they were talking about like oh you're gonna have more kids because they only have one kid together and he's like i don't want other kids anymore because she gained too much weight but tell them why you don't want another one because i got too big for during my pregnancy no i didn't tell them yeah see first of all i never said that that's not right safari thank you oh my Yo, she's making this up. Yo, you one and almost dies giving birth. You mentioned my stomach afterwards. Oh wow. I didn't say she got too big. I yes, just said. Yes, you did. You said you got too big. I got too big. I don't want to be fat again. That's what you said. Then what happened this time? He tweeted, out of the blue. 
I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Getting married was one of my biggest mistakes and it will never happen again. I'm walking away before I end up in jail over some dumb shit. Nobody is worth my freedom. And then Erica started quote tweeting. All these tweets are gone, by the way. They're gone from the internet, but of course screenshots exist. And she goes, since you always run to social media like a little girl, I might as well join in. I absolutely agree with you on this. You are the most selfish, vain, and inconsiderate person. And not just with me, but with your only daughter. Out of respect for my daughter and to honor my growth as a woman, I'm going to get back to doing what I do best. Making money and being only about my business. Entertaining social media with my issues isn't my thing. Don't let this Scorpio sting. This is a game. This is what the job is. The funniest part about this is the thing you haven't even mentioned yet. The best explanation for this is from earlier this month. He tweeted another ridiculous thing, which is, New Millennium is crazy now. Back in the day, you had to close your eyes and imagine what a girl you liked looked like naked. Now almost every girl is naked just cause. I gotta make sure my daughter is different. She needs me. And everyone was like, why are you saying this? Then Erica Mina posts a photo right after that on her Instagram, like, in a full suit. (laughs) And then someone commented, is this what Safari meant when he said every woman starts getting naked and he didn't want his child growing up like that? And Erica responded, honestly, I don't even think he knew what he meant. (laughs) That says everything. Part of me is like, you know, we've got a we've got a notes app full of different types of like controversial tweets and ideas and whatever to either rip Mm -hmm. off from other people or tweet out just to cause like kind of a, a little buzz. Guess what? They're good at their jobs. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, new who alert, and this one's mysterious. Um, Ross Matthews, probably a who, I guess maybe like gave them. Oh, God, that's so bad to say. Um, is engaged someone named Dr. Garcia. That's all we know is Dr. Garcia. No first name. There is a picture of him that Ross has called him Dr. Garcia in the captions. And if you go to his public Instagram, this is all sourced from page this way. If you go to his public Instagram, it's literally just a picture of the Empire State Building uploaded six days ago. And that's it. Um, so I thought this might be a fun case shoulder crack. Who is Dr. Garcia, fiance of Ross Matthews? Hope y'all find some answers. All right, crunch, crunch. Bye. Not to be whatever, but clearly this guy made an Instagram account so that Ross could tag him when they announced that they were engaged. Like he didn't have an Instagram before this. And what makes it kind of a little bit funny is that it it doesn't, it could not look any more scammy because it's like, it's like if you were trying to like buy something from somebody and they made their 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 account a day before, you'd be like, hmm, what's going on here? Like you might be like that. Yeah. The funniest thing is, like, before people had his first name, they were just calling him Dr. Garcia. I'm engaged to Dr. Garcia. So cute. Um, That's funny. <laughs> which is like, okay. He found the normie of his dreams, and he has a doctorate. That's sick. A doctorate of education, I found out. He wrote his dissertation on the intersectionality of Afro-Latinx school leaders, a qualitative inquiry. I found wow. it on Google Books. and couldn't find the actual dissertation itself. He went to Hofstra. And you found out his first name, which is Wellington. Wellington. I think professionally it's Wellington, so I'm not sure. Like It's spelled like Beef Wellington sometimes, and it's spelled like Wellington sometimes, so I'm not uh, sure like what he actually uses. Okay. Because his Instagram is Dr. W. Garcia. But another thing, so like I was like, okay. So they met between mutuals. It's just like Lucy Hale and Ski Dilbert. It's like they either met on an app or they met between mutual friends because this guy is a normie, right? He's yes. a normie guy. Yes. They've been together for a year. I think they met right at the beginning of the pandemic or right before. So I was looking through their mutual friends' Instagram photos, like the kind of normie friends that Ross has. One of them is like the Drew Barrymore's best friend and like the EP on the Drew Barrymore show. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense. That makes sense. I found another photo of all of them 
from December celebrating New Year's Eve mm. in Sag Harbor. Mm-hmm. And you'll see there he is on the staircase is with that, all of Ross's what's his friends. Face? Is that what's the his face? singer? What do you mean? The, that guy, the guy in the glasses looks just like um, what's his face from the Black Keys, Vanessa, Vanessa Carlton's husband. No, Lindsay, that's Drew Barrymore's stylist. I was on oh, his But doesn't he too. look like that guy? Okay, sorry, A little whatever. bit. Okay. A little okay. bit. I'm sorry, sorry. But he styles Drew Barrymore for her Drew Barrymore I show. Got it's like, it. okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So this guy, Lee Harris, uh, I think this is the Drew Barrymore guy. He posted this photo and all of the people on the staircase were tagged, including Dr. Garcia. What was he tagged as? A different account. <gasps> penthouse loft <gasps> who is following penthouse loft dr w garcia i think this is his actual instagram account and it has 402 <gasps> posts and 134 followers wait you sleuth you are yeah. sleuth so i think the answer is like he literally created this account because he was like i'm gonna be in the tabloids now i need something new well you know maybe he had a professional life and he wanted kind of like a private instagram and he created yeah. one called penthouse loft which is as private as they get and then when he got engaged, he said, Ross was like, I want to tag you, but I also don't want to tag Penthouse Loft. It's private. So why don't you make one with like your name on it? Makes sense. Yeah. And it's private. It's not like anyone can go look at this, but like also, there it is. If you're dating Looks a like famous that's person and you're going to announce something like that, it's like you want to make sure you're buttoned up. Although not buttoned yeah. up enough for Bobby to find your old account. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean. Did you request it? You did request it. I did. I requested it from who? <laughs> Hey, who is Lionel Richie's new boo, new girlfriend? Um, live in La Vida Laptop. Bye. Lionel Richie has a new girlfriend? <laughs> he doesn't have a new girlfriend. Oh. This is interesting because like this is being covered everywhere because it's like Lionel Richie has a much younger girlfriend. Yeah, she is much younger. When I saw this, it was suddenly everywhere. Like every website was writing about the fact that Lionel Richie has a new younger girlfriend and fans are shook. They cannot believe their age difference. I think it's like a 40-year age difference, which I guess is notable. He's 71 and she's 30. And just to put that in context, Sophia Richie is 22. I got to say, like, age differences I think are tough because everyone, you know, everyone has their own kind of, like, thoughts about that. And that's okay. Uh-huh. But when the – it always puts into context for me in a weird way when the person has kids and the kids are around the same age or young. You yeah. Know, that's always, like – because that that's kind of an uncomfortable – translation in real life for just a for an age difference otherwise it's hard to kind of put into context right because you find yourself imagining the family dynamic but it's like whatever not really my business <laughs> but nicole richie is 39 okay so this girl's almost 10 years younger than his daughter yep uh-huh. we don't know what her age is she's very she's actually quite private it was like people think she was born in 1989 they think so she's maybe 33 but she's, she could honestly be older. We do not know how old this so woman So this is. woman, Lisa, who he has been dating for some time, even though somehow people just found out. For not just some time. This is one of those stories. The, the only reason this went viral is because of a tweet. A photo that Lionel Richie posted of him and his girlfriend, which is a beautiful photo. Like, it also looks face tuned to hell. So they both look extra young. She's like, cute. they're like too smooth. He's very, he's very smooth. That is like, that's, that's Khloe Kardashian makeup. Yeah. And by makeup, I mean technology. It's viral tweets controlling the narrative is what we have here. Well, that's been happening a lot. It's like, Saying, yeah. I know. And it says, Lionel Richie with his new bae, he's 71 and she's 30, love wins. None of that is true. She's not 30 and she's not new. 
Is he 71, though? He is 71. So okay, that's so one that's, thing's true. So and I guess true. two things are true because love does win. So, okay. Love wins is true. Love does win. He's 71. But she's not 30 because that's unconfirmed. She's not and new. she's not new yeah. because they've been dating since at least 2013. <laughs> at least. The, the tweet itself went viral. But the tweet that went even more viral was at King Thelonious retweeted that and said, I know Shorty's mom is jealous as hell, which is like... Her mom is the perfect age of a Lionel Richie fan. So basically, he's making another joke about the age gap. And that has 20,000 retweets and 148,000 likes. These two viral tweets are controlling the entire narrative around this. Right. Because it's funny, like, if her mom is like, let's say if she's, let's say she is 30 and her mom is like, let's say 55, 60, 60 or something. That is like the bullseye age to have a crush on Lionel Richie. Yes. Like my mom listening to Lionel Richie for the first time being like, hello. Yeah. So right. <laughs> That is what this tweet is saying, but it's not true. All of her Instagram is now like clapping back at the press, but in like vague ways with stupid gifts. Like it's like, she's like, I've been dating this man. I've put in my time. Like this is hilarious that everyone's now just like finding out to be mad. Right. Her name is Lisa Parigi. We haven't even said her name. Lisa Parigi. She was a former model. She, her Instagram is mostly just photos of her promoting her beauty brand, promoting Lionel Richie stuff. She does so much work for his perfume, which is called Hello. Never forget, he launched Stop. a perfume called Hello this year that was no, nominated for Fragrance of the Year at the uh, Fragrance Foundation 2021 Awards. Here's the thing, though. I was like, I recognize this woman. I know that the Daily Mail has talked about this woman. Yeah. I know that the Daily Mail yeah. has not only talked yeah. about this woman, but is obsessed with this woman. I found no fewer than two, four, six, eight, ten, twenty headlines since 2013, 2014, when they started dating. Like, the Daily Mail was on it. They're on Are it. Are you kidding? Iconic them dating a who who's younger? The Daily Mail is salivating. I want us to read all of these. I want all of them? Us to, uh, yeah. I'll start at the top. By the way. Oh, okay. That's not part of it, but yeah. This isn't even all of them. This, this is, is just... just the ones that specifically call her young or younger. Okay. They're okay, probably okay. double these. They're probably okay. double. Okay, okay, I'll okay, start okay. at the I'll start at the top. We'll go we'll left to right. Okay. okay. Dancing on the ceiling, Lionel Richie flashes a smile as he takes young mystery date to basketball game. Lionel Richie, 64, looks pleased with himself as he enjoys dinner date with his much younger, cleavage-bearing girlfriend. <laughs> Lionel Richie, 65, and his much younger girlfriend, Lisa Parigi, <laughs> cut stylish figures as they arrive in LA. Lionel Richie jets out of LAX with much younger girlfriend, dot, 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 after joking that his three intimidating children destroy his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> she stuck on him. They love lyrics. Lionel Richie, 66, just watching the passage of time, and much younger girlfriend of three years, Lisa Parisi, cozy up. Lisa, see, they spelled her name wrong. <laughs> they spelled her name wrong, and it's still up. And his much oh, younger Lisa girlfriend of three Parigi. years, Lisa Parigi, cozy up in NYC. Lana Richie, 66, and his much younger girlfriend, Lisa Parigi, they're spelling it right again, stroll arm <laughs> in arm through the romantic city of Rome. Through the romantic city of Rome. Is it me you're looking for? Question mark. <laughs> Lana Richie, 66, struggles to see as he goes shopping for glasses with his younger girlfriend, Lisa Parigi. I'm sorry, that is a perfect headline. He can't even see. He's so old compared to her. Struggles to see. Lana Richie, 67, cozies up to younger girlfriend, Lisa Parigi, as he accepts prestigious Silver Clef Award at London ceremony. The couple that dresses together, dot, dot, dot. Lionel Richie, 67, matches in black with younger girlfriend, Lisa Parigi. Besotted Lionel Richie, now 68, puts on a suave <laughs> display as he enjoys a romantic meal with much younger, girl much younger model girlfriend, Lisa Parigi. 
I love these. Lionel Richie, 69, goes shopping with much younger girlfriend Lisa Parigi in West Hollywood. Lionel Richie, 70, makes a rare appearance with his younger girlfriend Lisa Parigi in Rome after performing at the Vatican's Christmas concert. Lionel Richie, 70, cuddles up to much. That's in all caps. This is the first time we've had much in all caps, by the way, in four, no, eight years, seven years. Much younger girlfriend Lisa Parigi at LA launch of his new fragrance, Hello. What's iconic about these headlines? is he gets older, but she stays the same age. And that is, quote, much younger. Because <laughs> they don't know her age. <laughs> they have no idea. He's like 67, 68, 69, 70. She's much younger, much younger, much younger, much younger. <laughs> no, but the, and also the thing about this woman is like, we're making so many assumptions. She could easily be 40. Yeah, you know, like we she, don't know. But they don't know. So it's just like they keep calling her much younger because they know that she's much younger. The first photo that I could find of them together was in December 2013 at some event. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been together for almost a decade. <laughs> right. So you don't know how long they were together before that photo was taken, but you can assume since they do public stuff together, that maybe was close to the first time. Right. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm walking home from the grocery store, listening to the podcast, and I was just thinking about, I mean, I expect some while to talk about America. Well, you talked about that. Then I was thinking about America's next time model. And I could Google this. But that's not as fun. Um, is the first winner of America's Next Top Model still with the Brady Bunch guy? That's all. Crunch, crunch. God, I feel like this is such a specific person because it's very, I would say she's like the epitome of the VH1 celebrity era of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like totally. if, yeah. if you were not paying attention to that then there are so many people that you wouldn't know that somehow like stuck around and it's all these like Honestly, they're all like 70s TV stars and movie stars who like showed up again to be on these like therapy based reality shows. Is that a good description of this? I feel like it was so many weird washed up people who then they kind of got onto TV, onto reality TV as reality TV was having its boom, its first, maybe your second boom. It was aggressive reality comeback. And it wasn't about like getting a new acting role. It was like, no, you're coming back as yourself this time. You're not coming back as a character. And you're going to be on a show in which we give you free therapy, but we're going to tape it. It's like Flavor Flav, you're coming back not doing what you did, which is be a musician. You're coming back as a personality yourself. It's kind of the opposite of the way that we think about it now, because right now, I feel like we're more empowered, powering people to come so back get and, a role. Yeah. and either do a new talent that we are impressed by or the old talent again to like remind us that they were good at that thing. This was yeah, a different exactly. era. And honestly, it was kind of I think it's kind of shameful, to be honest, because it was kind of a gross era of like reality TV, even though mm-hmm. got, you know, I'll, I love I love New York flavor of love, rock of love. Like those were important shows to me. But it overall, some of the spinoffs of those shows became Kind of gross. The attitude was yeah. kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. this, these two were from that era because they got a reality show on VH1 called My Fair Brady because Adrian Curry, who was the first winner of America's Next Top Model, God, think about how long that that was, how long ago that was. 2003. Started hooking up with literally um, the guy who played Greg the Brady. older brother on the Brady Bunch. Oh, he was Peter Brady, not Greg Brady. He was the middle. Yeah, he was Peter. This is the original Brady Bunch, not the movie remake that you and I are more familiar with. Let's be real. God, it's like that's un- it's funny how like the Brady Bunch that I know is the Brady Bunch is the movie. Like those people are not my people. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's like my it's people Christine Taylor. is Christine Taylor. <laughs> like I am Shelley not Long. familiar with <laughs> yeah. those people. Ugh, the point is, is that they, that VH1 gave these two a reality show and it was very dark. They did get married. 
They did have a goth themed ceremony. I'm sure they was on TV somewhere, but I don't remember it. And they did go on Dr. Phil because they had marital issues. Of course, that's where you would go. And then they got mm-hmm. a divorce in 2011. So your question is, are they still yeah. together? The answer is no. They were officially divorced in 2013. What has since happened to Adrian Curry is kind of funny, but like also nice, which is she mm-hmm. literally like met a guy and moved to Montana. The guy I'm is, obsessed with him. His voice might actually be iconic. Iconic. Well, the funny thing is you so his so okay, so you have to navigate her blog, which is again dark because it's dark and also it's literally dark. It's like black for some reason. It's like hard to read. <laughs> yes. She is doing many things, including blogging, but also selling Avon products, which I will let you take your own journey to that. But let's just say it's not the it's it's not very yeah, it's comforting like, to me to be like she's she's in Montana selling Avon online, you know? We're peak like public awareness of MLMs yeah. and not only is she doing an MLM, she's doing like the poster child know, for MLMs, I like know. the textbook and of MLMs. MLM is multi-level marketing if you want to google it and see yes. why it's a problem, check it out. Mm-hmm. But what I do love is her again, we're obsessed with her new husband because he's this guy who used he used to be a Twitch streamer who went by the name Duck Sauce, which is crazy to me. But that's not even the punchline. It's like he was a Twitch streamer. He stopped. He came back. But he has a website that is linked from his Instagram. That is thatvoice.com. And when I tell you he is that voice, the man is that voice. His name is Matthew Road. It's not that voice. Matthew Road. Play your montage of his voice. I'm going to play the full montage. Well, first I'll play one. Lockdown. Rated R. I've heard that voice. And let me tell you something. That voice is everywhere. No, is that voice. I made a montage. Here's a montage. The Mandalorian. Now streaming. Only on Disney+. Plus. Bring Wakanda home. Marvel Studios Black Panther on digital in five days. Rated R. Experience it in IMAX. Scary stories to tuck in the dark. Rated PG-13. I still believe in theaters March 20th. Starting tomorrow, New York City commuters can collect custom Jean-Luc Picard MTA cards at select MTA stations. A dog's journey. Creed 2. Rated PG-13. Green Book has been nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Jumanji, The Next Level, rated PG-13. Disney's Mulan, rated PG-13. Streaming September 4th. Available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock Premier Access. Crazy Rich Asians, rated PG-13. The Mountain Between Us. Palmer, rated R. Exclusively on Apple TV+. In case you were wondering if that's a real voice, I'm so happy that that's not like a robot voice. Like, I know we've come a long way with like what can be kind of faked or not. In a world. But we still yeah. have that voice. He is that voice. That's his thing. And he does it from Montana. And remember the in a world guy? When he died, it was sort of a big deal. And then they replaced him with a very, very like TJ Maxx version of the in a world guy. And I was like, you are not fooling anyone. This guy's voice is not quite in a world, but it is powerful it's a good voice but he is in a world we just don't do in a world anymore like he yeah. he would be if we were still doing in a world where ben stiller is a duck like if we had mm-hmm. those types yeah. of movies yeah. With, yeah. if we i mean not that those we have those types of movies i mean if we had that type of format of trailer being popular i bet this guy is just waiting for those to come back into fashion because it really is like there are trends and movie trailers and right now the trend isn't that voiceover kind of trend it's you know it's it's just 
that thing at the end that he does, the bumper. The ads are going to keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter. But if anything, they're going to need the person to say, I care a lot now on Netflix. You know, like they're going like to have to say those things. you have to be very direct about things. where those things are because everything Call is to everywhere. Actions. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because you notice this because when we edit stuff, I'm always wanting to put trailers in because if somebody men- if we mention a movie, it's funny to do the trailer that kind of explains what the movie is in a way like I did it for Australia. Mm-hmm. But movie trailers now don't really have that anymore. So it's hard to find good no. kind of like narrative clips that go with like m- more recent movies, which sucks because they're fun. I'm thinking of the Lake Bell movie in a world. And yes. what's funny is like that movie is so unbelievably not prescient. <laughs> Not only did women not take over the voiceover industry, the voiceover oh, industry know. doesn't exist in the way it existed in that movie. And that movie's only what, like ten years but old? But it's all men. It has it only was women. It's all it, men. It was never women. I don't think it ever no one ever broke in. The women didn't break in. This man has now taken all of the jobs. If you look at his stuff, it's like all of the jobs. They're all there. It's all But him. I just thought like when it said when his website was thatvoice.com, I was like, okay, this Joker, what's his deal? Relax. Like, okay, yeah. chill. But he literally is an icon, a legend, the moment, and the voice of the Mandalorian. And he's Adrian Curry's husband. And he's married to Adrian Curry. And they live in Montana, leave them alone, let her sell her stupid Avon products and blog on her blog and in case you're wondering what he actually sound sounds like he is still a, a video game streamer they met playing hearthstone which is this like video wait game that's they met playing long. hearthstone hearthstone yeah they met playing hearthstone apparently yeah that's the card and the then they magic became, like, card game the card game oh the, my yeah, god yes, yeah. that's romantic that's funny because her thing is like i'm a nerd like i'm hot but i'm also a nerd well, if, yeah I'm I'm trying to I was trying to find like how they actually met. They were definitely playing Hearthstone together before they officially went on their first date. That is true. That's fucking. So I don't know if they met playing it, but they met in a video game related place because they're both. You can tell he doesn't have one of those voices where you know sometimes singers don't sound like their singing voice. He definitely sounds like you can tell. You can tell he has a beautiful voice when he talks. He has a radio voice. He sounds like he sounds like a radio guy. Uh, Let me play him talking. That's how it all happened. That was me before streaming was just this actor running around building sets and off Broadway shows. She's not with Peter Brady anymore. She's with the voice. Excuse me. This is the voice. You can put that there. Quick game of who are them. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep. Up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Spot pet insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, TN Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports <laughs> you sort are. of kind you of are. a little you bit are. you are they're exploring all things queer trans and women focused in the world of sports and in each episode they'll cover the latest games debate pressing issues and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game this is every time i talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports like a genuine fan of women's sports not like a newbie like me they're like horny 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 i'm horny for all of them i know they're always crushing on people in the game 
But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. On one of this week's uh, Jeopardy episodes, there was a photo question. Um, it was a picture of an athlete, and no one know, knew who he was. It was Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I know him just from, like, casually watching sports, not even being a big basketball fan, but just in general, uh, wanted to know if he has surpassed into them dumb um, I was very surprised that all three people did not know who it was and got it wrong um, so Jimmy Butler who are them um, also I guess bonus Ken Jennings uh, the new host or temporary host who are them crunch crunch Jimmy Butler I've never the name I'm like the name I guess sounds familiar I'm looking at the photo I'm like you don't look familiar to me He's a who to me. So like one, two, three. Who but he's to a me. who to me too. You guessed it. I mean, he's a sports person. Of course, he's going to be a who to us. Sports. And the name sounds them-y. I'm like, oh, Jimmy Butler. He's probably someone. Uh, that's a very good name. That's a good yeah. name. Ken Jennings. This is also the caller asked because this call really went places. <laughs> Ken Jennings. Um, I got to say he's a them? them now because of all this Jeopardy like uh, fanfare. Uh, very recent them. Because now we're just talking about this guy left. I don't watch Jeopardy. I'm not one of those people. I, I don't either, but it still is a show that gets a lot of fanfare. And obviously the news of Alex Trebek, like, you know, kind of fueled it. And people, you know, people still watch it is what I'm saying. It's still a big mm-hmm. tradition for a lot of people. Yeah. Did you see there's this someone else called there's a new guy in the running? Who? Because there's Ken Jennings, the other one who's definitely a who. The one who looks like he looks like a million people I've met in my yeah. life. The other one, the one that's not Ken Jennings. Uh-huh. You know, I just can't believe it's like another white guy, another like kind of nerdyish white guy. Well, now there's Mike Richards is the new one, and someone called about him. I'd never heard this name either. I never heard this name, but he's like a professional host. Oh, but I get what they say when they want. It would be kind of like amazing if like a w- big winner, the biggest winner in Jeopardy history, or like somebody who's known for being very good at Jeopardy hosted. It would just make contextual sense, but. Ken Jennings is not like a professional host. So no matter how many gigs he's done, he will not be as good technically as this guy who's a host. But like, it is just interesting that the he's kind of the fan favorite. So it's hard yeah. to kind of go against that, I would say, if I was like in the executive's chair. Ken Jennings seemed like a shoe in for so long. And now it seems like this guy might just get it because this is literally his job hosting. And Lindsay and I recently read Alex Trebek's memoir. And what I didn't know was that Alex Trebek was just basically like this guy. After he worked in radio, he was just a professional host. He just hosted one billion game shows. Until he fought And he would one host them popular. until they fired him. <laughs> So it's like he'd get on one and then the show would end and he'd be like, okay, on to the next one. That was just his job. And they were like, oh, we're bringing Jeopardy back and we're getting a new host. Do you want to do this? And he was like, sure. And then he just never left. Yeah. It wasn't like Alex Trebek either invented or was very good at Jeopardy. He literally just said, no. they literally were just like, we need this guy and this, and he was available. Jimmy Butler who? Ken Jennings them? Mike Richards who? Right? <laughs> sure. Who? I still don't know who yeah. Jimmy Butler is. <laughs> yeah. Ba- basketball. Uh, Can you guess the team? Can you guess the team? The heat. 
Yeah. How? Wait. How did you? Oh, I just guessed. That's like one of two teams I know. <laughs> oh yeah, the Miami Heat. Yeah, he's the Miami Heat. I swear Can you I guess didn't... the position? No, forward. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> what? No, stop. I only know two. Yes. I only know. He's the forward. I only know forward in like defense. Is defense a position? No. Backward. I don't know. Forward. I don't That's know. I don't. The forward is a position in every sport except for like baseball, I guess. Forward. And what, what does the forward do? And they're forward. They they score the goals versus because there's uh, like you know you either like protect from people scoring or you score. And a forward yeah. I think scores and it's like a big role. Oh okay. Wow. I, Texas. I swear to God, people are gonna think I cheated. I didn't cheat. I really did not know. Hi, wondering who is the bigger than Norlam Aquafina or PepsiCo Aquafina? French French. As much as I like Aquafina, the original Aquafina <laughs> is definitely the original Aquafina is more than me because Absolutely. her name is literally based off that mm-hmm. brand. Yeah. Aquafina, PepsiCo Aquafina. One, two, three. PepsiCo Aquafina. Aquafina. PepsiCo Aquafina. Aquafina. Even though it is the worst tasting water, God forbid you have to drink no. that water. Yes. No. Dasani's yeah. so much worse than Aquafina. Oh, Are you okay. Kidding you're right. Dasani me? is worse. Fine. Dasani is worse. Is that the Coke water? Yes. Or is that? Dasani okay. is the nastiest water okay. on the planet. But I will say, actually, as we're saying Aquafino over and over again, I'm like associating it with her, not the water in my mind. Like my mind is like. Take a Troy. step back. You know. And but she's I'm also Nora now. She's like at the heels. She's like nipping at the heels. <laughs> no, you're right. She's trying to be more Nora because I, I think her being Aquafina, credited as Aquafina in the last few things she's done, has been more on the pressure of the kind of. Pu- name recognition the, yeah yeah because she didn't switch over fast enough like yeah. she should have done this early on but i think they yeah. were still hedging their bets on her being this kind of aquafina character which it turns out she has more to offer than that yeah i mean remember when we were convinced that when a star is born came out lady gaga would be credited stephanie germanata and she absolutely was not <laughs> yeah, we were so stupid <laughs> we, we were, were stupid. stupid for that we were stupid for that because it turns out she doesn't care because she's still out here releasing records as Lady Gaga and uh-huh. acting as Lady Gaga. I, th- I think we'll have a... Remember The Rock was The Rock in movies for a little bit? And then he switched to Dwayne Johnson? I think Nora will eventually switch to Nora. But don't you think it was like he got famous enough and it didn't matter? Like yeah. he, like yeah. it was like you had to get like so, so, so famous where like people just know who you are. You can be whatever. They didn't. It didn't yeah. matter. They knew what your face looked like. It, it, it didn't matter anymore. I walked by them shooting that show today. What show? Nora from Queens. Oh my god, they were shooting it. Oh right, because that show got a second season. Between us, yeah. I love passing like shoots because they don't really, they don't really happen that often. Like, it's more of a Manhattan thing. Yeah, me too. I love it. I mean, truly, the most like New York thing is like checking the flyer to see what's shooting. Like, if you see the pink flyer or the yellow flyer, like, oh. I approached the yellow flyer right after someone else approached the yellow flyer, and I think we both had the same like, oh, because it said like sometimes it's like fake. It was like usually blue bloods. It's usually blue bloods. (laughs) When I lived in Greenpoint, it was girls, 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 girls. Every day of my life. (laughs) Well, they really filmed in Greenpoint, like hardcore filmed in Greenpoint. There was no soundstage that they they were on the streets of of Brooklyn. It felt like you know nature is healing. There's shooting on the street. Okay, next call. Like let's do like two more. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I was listening. Well, I had to pause a different pod. I paused Conan O'Brien's pod because Keenan Thompson was on and he was talking about his wife. And I was just like, whoa, I know nothing about him. Although I've been a huge fan since Good Burger. So is Keenan Thompson a who or a them? He seems like a comedian, but like not at all a celebrity. Hmm. 
well, thank you, um, Live in La Vida Laptop and um, Crunch Crunch and um, Diamond Forehead. <laughs> Keenan Thompson, who were them? One, two, three, them. Them, I think so for sure. But the caller said something interesting, which was that he's very famous, but he doesn't feel like, a, he seems more like a comedian, still not really a celebrity. And I think that's true. I think Keenan Keenan clearly seems to like lay low. Like he goes to work and he goes home. I have seen him in like people, like I know he has kids and a wife. Like I actually have seen, because I know that his character has two kids on the show, has two girls, and I know he has two girls in real life. I'm pretty sure. I must have sucked in that information somewhere is what I'm saying. But I think he's a, I definitely think he's a them. I mean, he's been on, he was on SNL for like, he's been on SNL for almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. You said the show was cute? I love a pilot. So I watched the pilot of Keenan. Of course, it's produced by jo- Lauren Michaels. It is kind of funny mm-hmm. how these pilots that are very, very, very traditionally, you know, um, sitcom style, primetime TV style stuff still is always if you like if Lauren loves you or if you go the right route on SNL, you'll get one of these and it could be a sh- stinky, a stink or it, it could be so like long, it's just so fun. But I think it's like he did his duty, a.k.a. he was on SNL for a really long time and mm-hmm. like paid his dues in a way. So this is like what he quote unquote got, kind of like John Mulaney, although his show was kind of a flop. The show is cute Both because it's like it like keeps the like because Keenan's like a really heartwarming character. They don't try and change that. And they his name is still Keenan and he plays a host on TV. So he's like he's like a TV host who's also like a single dad who has two girls, a dead wife and like uh, like crazy a crazy in-law played by don johnson and uh chris red so he's a recent snl guy he plays like his brother so he has like keenan is the straight man and then he has these like goofy characters around him as well as like two young girls and like a, you know a stressful job and like the first episode is kind of about him like dealing with the kind of mentioning of like his wife because that's like obviously you know the typical issue with a, for like a a widower you know okay but it's cute I mean, if if you if you love a very traditional primetime funny thirty minutes sitcom, it's definitely not the worst one I've ever seen. I'll say that. But I do think that Lauren Lauren Michaels really loves to create these weird time capsules of something that I'm not quite sure is a thing. But then I guess if you look at where the most popular shows, you're like King of Queens ran for like three hundred years. So mm-hmm. hi, Lindsay Bobby. So. I've been noticing that in a lot of, like, the movies that I've been watching every time, uh, like, two people are looking at the sky. One of them always points out Cassiopeia. And I'm just sort of like, what is that? Why is that the only thing in the sky that writers point out for people? Like, what's the deal with that? Is Cassiopeia a them? What's going on? Also, like, who's in them's of constellations? Like, Orion's belt is them. <laughs> the Big Dipper, them. But, like, what's happening? <laughs> Help. Crunch, crunch. I don't know why this is, but constellations have always bothered me because I just feel like we've aged out of them. Like, I understand them as, like, before we had technology, I understand why you need constellations to track what's happening in the sky and you need to use like oh here we go this like controversial take we don't need constellations anymore to remember them no but like i do also i get this i haven't seen problematic. You're gonna get i haven't no i haven't seen 
these movies that the caller is talking about were like, look, it's Cassiopeia. But immediately when the caller said that I was triggered, Cassiopeia has always been really funny to me because I was like, okay, Orion, I get it. There's the belt. I see it. Big Dipper, I understand. Like Little Dipper. But Cassiopeia is truly like a W. Because you know, like they're always in your books growing up in your science books. They do the extension of like, here's what Orion looks like. And they like extend what yes, 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 people yes, say. Yes, yes. The Why? Cassiopeia one is like, literally like one line. It's like a little W. And then they draw a whole lady around it sitting on a chair. And you're like, okay, hun, that's, that's a stretch. Not fair. That's a stretch. That is not there. My issue is that when you open these star apps, which I love, you know, when you can see the stars when you're not in the city, you can see them and, and or the constellations. And all these constellations are also also have like uh, astrology names. So you've got like mm-hmm. your V. And so you've got these yeah, like competing. Can, yeah. I just hate that. I hate that they're like these competing. It's like, what am I supposed to recognize it yeah. these as? You know, it's like, is it Taurus or is it fucking Orion? I know it's both, but. Like I'm sorry. Look at this beautiful graphic that I found of constellations. It's like I'm texting it to you, but like I mean, you'd think when you look up, the sky looks like this, but it doesn't. It doesn't. But you look up and it's like, and it's like Scorpio. Yeah, I get, I get that. That looks like a scorpion. That looks like a stinger. Like Gemini. Oh yeah, there's the twins. I see you. I see you, sweetie. Like I see. Oh Leo, that looks like a little animal. But Cassiopeia's literally a w wait did you like, text me the oh i didn't send you cassiopeia let me send you cassiopeia. cassiopeia compare it to the ones above it that are like clearly objects like i get it very abstract objects cassiopeia is like hi this does not count <laughs> no you're right you can't draw a whole lady like i could draw anything i wanted to around that w by your definition of what that thing is fucking w it's like a it's like a zigzag i implore you all to look up cassiopeia constellations google it because every artist's interpretation is like the most egregious artistic license drawing a full lady around a w (laughs) a full lady sitting in a big ass chair usually holding something i'm like sometimes she's holding a feather sometimes she's holding a palm sometimes she's holding a mirror how are you getting this well you know what i'm sorry but we're just trying to learn what the stars are. And if you need it, if you need to envision a lady, you got to envision a lady. And this one, it's like, oh, this time Cassiopeia is topless. Like tits out Cassiopeia. Oh, okay. That's ridiculous. Ugh. But anyway, Cassiopeia is a them, unfortunately. Okay. Wow. I didn't know you like had a vendetta against Cassiopeia. Like, okay, great. Bobby's, now we know le- Bobby's least favorite constellation. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like they're turning each one a separate. They're rotating it to fit their narrative. They're doing a lot of projecting. Watch like somebody call and they're like, the reason why it's a lady is because the star is the ba-ba-ba-da-boo-boo-ba-da-boo. I quit astronomy in high school because it was all math. No one told me I wanted to look at the pictures of Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. There are some dynamite Call you're doing amazing, sweeties, at the end of this call. Not only because they're silly, there are some silly ones, but they're also like someone called in doing like a lot of good investigative journalism about Elijah Wood's baby. So like listen to those. Those are very good. Um, a lot of good information about the Goldsboro bomb incident. Okay, and um, okay, they were just the okay. sort of things like 
you know, like a call about Cassiopeia, we could talk about for hours, but some of them don't require a comment, unlike calls about Cassiopeia. So we are done. Those are going at the end of the show after the credits. Thank you for listening. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Damn, that's uh, so if, many bonus In case you don't get episodes. enough. <laughs> and rate reviews on Apple Podcasts, even if like the most recent review we got that just says, iconic, I'll take it. Not only will I take it, I will embrace it with open arms. That is it. So thank you so much. And we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of The Main Show. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. Exclusively on Apple TV+. Plus. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. I am responding to a bit that you played in the call where you're doing Amazing Sweetie segment which I realize is ridiculous because no one will ever hear this and like it's not even um, relevant. But I just wanted to say that the call about Ryan Breslin, uh, Abigail Breslin's other brother, delighted me. And I am very glad that the caller decided to share that information with us. I have no idea why, but I was invested um, start to finish that entire call. So, yeah, me inside. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. So every week, um, you guys talk about the Queen's Gambit, but you claim that the Queen's Gambit isn't all that, and it isn't all that it's hyped up to be. But my question is that, uh, why do you keep on talking about it then? Uh, you can't, the Queen's Gambit is the blueprint. It is the Netflix it show. You just can't outdo the doer, as Nicki Minaj once said. That is, Netflix's like biggest buzziest show is is the Queen's Gambit. It is a them, um, and you just can't keep on comparing things to it and say that it's not relevant and it's not all that because uh, the facts just you know they speak for themselves. Um, and the Queen's Gambit was a limited series, so on Netflix it's like their highest watch rated whatever metrics they use limited series. So it's more distinct and distinguished than the Bridgerton continued series kind of metric or whatever. Anyway, stop with the Queen's Gambit slander. All right. Um, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I had to pause podcast because you mentioned the Goldsboro bomb incident. My mom uh, is from – I'm from North Carolina. My mom is born and raised in Goldsboro. She was born in 1960. And loves to talk about the fact that if that bomb had, uh, it had four fail safes, three of the four fail safes failed. So it was very close to detonating. And loves to talk about how she would have been whoop, vaporized just like that. Um, but yeah, okay. Crunch, crunch. Okay. Another fact about the Goldsboro B-52 uh, nuclear bomb almost uh, incident is the reason that those planes were in that area is because there's a big, um, well, it used to be big, uh, uh, not that big but important, Air Force base called Seymour Johnson, which I don't know if it still um, is operational. I think it probably is. But it was a huge deal during the Cold War because that was one of the major bases where all the B-52 bombers would, were based out of. Um, and my mom always talks about how she grew up in Goldsboro. She always talks about how as a child, she would hide inside the house because the B-52 planes were so loud when they would take off and it would happen all throughout the day and it was a huge nuisance.
for the residents of the area. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, first time. You mentioned on an episode a few weeks ago how it's become a thing for celebrities not to share their baby's name. And that reminded me that Elijah Wood never shared his baby's name back in the day. And I thought, you know, it's been like a year, and maybe I could find out. And sure enough, the Internet informed me immediately that the baby is named Evan, uh, which is a little disappointing because I figured it would be Frodo, you know, or Mary or Pippin even. But then I was looking at the info on the mother, Met Marie Kongsved, and it says that she and Elijah met when she was the producer on a movie that he was in in 2017, at which time she was either still married to or only just divorced from a guy named E.L. Cat. And it turns out the E in E.L. Cat stands for, you guessed it, Evan. So that means that she hooked up with Elijah while possibly still married to Evan, divorced Evan, then gave birth to a baby with her new partner, Elijah, and they named the baby after her ex, which I think is super weird. Um, and then that got me thinking even more conspiratorially that maybe E.L. Katz Evan is actually the father, just saying. Uh, but now I'm getting into um, you're doing great baby or whatever that segment is at the end territory. Anyway, thought you'd be interested and I wanted to share. Crunch, crunch. Hi, I just realized that um, Thief Four, so on the show Hope and Faith, the sitcom, obviously, um, Faith Ford actually played Hope and not Faith, even though her name is Faith. I don't know why I never realized this. I just assumed Faith played Faith, but Faith played Hope. So that must have been very confusing on set at all times. All right. Love you. Bye. Today's episode of Who Weekly was brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Superman and Lois on Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or stream free next day on The CW app.